dropping mid-season three. All of you and him and me. I'm Link Hotgrab. Dr. Strange Park in your ears. We're going to drop the mids. We're flinging them. All over the place. Follow us on Twitter at mdroppinmids. And on Instagram at muppetsdroppinmids. <laughs> hey, Strange Park. Hey. What you drinking? <laughs> I've got an Ace Pumpkin Cider, because it's that season. Yeah. I also had some Don Julio. Yeah. How about you, Hogthrab? I am drinking an Ace Pumpkin Cider, <laughs> and also some Don Julio. <gasps> yeah. There there wasn't a really... I thought about, like, trying to make a cool cocktail with the Ace Pumpkin, but it's just good on its own. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, I think we could potentially... I thought about it with, like, the whiskey... Like, like a like a yabroff. Yes, like a yabroff. Yeah, but it's like pumpkin yabroff yabroff, or like adult. It's like it's it's even okay. So a yabroff is an adult drink because it has whiskey in it. But what what, instead of just apple juice, it's apple cider. So it's like alcohol on alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a pumpkin adult yabroff. Whoa. I don't know what I yeah. Okay. We'll get there. We'll we'll improve this. We haven't posted a uh, drink in a cocktail while. thing. Yeah. yeah. Since probably your shitty martini. Yeah, that killed it for quite some time. <laughs> <sighs> Man, that was rough. Um, yeah. I mean, this is about hockey and not about cocktails. It's about drinking drinks and. I mean, drink drinking drinks. But the but ace like... the ace pumpkin cider is a good one. I had it on tap. And it was better on tap, but it's solid out of the bottle. I thought you liked it better out of the bottle. I liked it better on tap. I I'm the cool one. <laughs> adopted your opinion. Okay, great. To try and sound awesome. I think it was better on tap. So the Sharks, <laughs> um, they lose two games. Mm-hmm. What do you think of them going three wins, two losses, Strange Pork? I can't remember what we talked about with how many games we were going to give them. Like, I feel like we upped it this time. I said, like, 15 or something. Yeah, it was a whole fucking problem because they don't play Vegas until March 1st. Mm -hmm. So, like, and I, I posted this on our last episode on Reddit, like, what the fuck is the measuring stick game for this team? Right. And a lot of people in the short term said Boston, and they lost against Boston. Mm-hmm. And they lost early. Like, they lost the I mean, first period. I mean, win three, lose two is not terrible. I think that it's not like, oh, they're good now. But it's like, this is, that's like, reasonable. Yeah. You know, at this time last season, they would have been 05. Like, Probably. So. They would have been as bad as the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Get wrecked. <laughs> so, it's you know. It's the Mayu curse. It's what they deserve. So, basically... Three wins, two losses feels good. Feels sharksy. Feels kind of normal to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think how the losses have actually played out. Because um, one of them, they actually they were way behind, and then they came up to three. That four. was the Boston game. Yeah, yeah and they. I mean, so Jasper Weatherby. So if scored. that's if that's a if everyone's saying Boston's the what do you call it measuring stick. measuring stick the the hockey the stick dick ruler. yes yeah. Um, then they really tried. They did. They still lost, but they put up a, you know, I mean, not a good game to start with, but they finished all right. Yeah. And that's not totally disheartening. It, exactly. It, even though they've lost, the way they've played has been, I don't know, 
good. Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't been a total train wreck like it was last season, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, the main interesting thing early in this season is that Timo Meyer is crushing it points-wise. Yeah. He has mm-hmm. nine points. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. He, he, he Which sort is great of because really I really want Timo Meyer to be good, you know? It looks like, holy shit, he's like back to his old ways. Mm-hmm. A big problem with Timo Meyer has been consistency. He goes mm-hmm. through slumps. So he's a little streaky. We'll see how he holds up. Right. Um, but uh, is Timo Meyer back, Strange Pork? Are we going mm. to get like 25 goal Timo Meyer? Well, uh,. We'll see what happens after they reach the 21 game mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, though, I remember your little theory was that Timo is the one against, but apparently he actually gets along with Kane. But, yep. um, I, I'm so wrong. But <laughs> Apparently, I mean, according to a source from Kevin Kurz, which is, you know. Noticeably, his game has improved, though. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to Kevin ignore. Or it's hard to ignore some of the factors of who's on the ice. Yeah. And who's not on the ice. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Can you spot the differences between these two teams? (laughs) It's like a highlights magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Except racist. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, So, I want him to be back because good Timo's good. Good Timo is good Sharks hockey. Mm-hmm. Good Timo is like shit. I remember from when you were getting me on the Sharks hockey train. Yeah. Um, Young power forward. Yeah. And um, it's been disappointing to see him the past few years. So I'm on board. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Timo's back. Fuck it. Because mm-hmm. if not, you know, if I don't do that, then I'm just not enjoying his gameplay. Yeah. So I'll just enjoy it. I, I think that's kind of how to approach the whole team right now. Mm hmm. Um, the, my doll cooch line has yeah. been just killing it. Oh, it sounds like a sex doll. Yep. <laughs> it could be my cooch doll, if you so desire. That's also a sex doll. Right. <laughs> the flesh line has been hit. Oh, has been. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Oh, well, somebody wants that, but... Nick Floor secretly wants that. Oh but shit! He's not. He 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 won't. He, he won't can't defend himself. Don't you do that? Well, he, it's it's almost like he is on a decent podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, not so. this shit. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Um. My cooch doll line is crushing it. Okay. Um. And I think I think Dolan has looked solid. Mm-hmm. Um. I I don't feel like he's been as impactful as Meyer has or even as crafty as Eklund has but he's looked fine right he kind of looks like Barabanov did coming in last season he might just be kind of a good enough player Mm -hmm. but I I haven't seen anything particularly amazing out of him Mm -hmm. whereas like with Kevin LeBanc the past couple games Mm -hmm. I've just seen really good shots and good stick checking which I was like holy shit Kevin LeBanc yeah Hi. Yeah, so having <laughs> LeBanc and Meyer playing well right now is it's, like Oh, it's possible. Yeah, that feels like They don't like have hope. to suck. That feels like hope. Yeah. And that's uh, you know, 
scary. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Be- um, because they're they're just going to be in this weird mode for a yeah. long time. And yeah. Um, they scratched William Eklund to just kind of like give him a recovery game because he'd like played a lot. Sure. So because they scratched him, do you think they're going to stick to the nine game trial? Mm. And then after that, he'll he'll go he'll, back. Yeah, go back to Jew Gardens. Oh, I don't know. Because like, I mean, he what is, is playing that? well. Well, but not amazing. Yeah. And I think the argument has been, well, you want to develop him in the NHL because you have all your best people and all your best stuff there and bloody fucking blah. Right. And I, I kind of think. Well, we know what he's, you think. <laughs> he's 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 had some really great plays, really great passes to hurdle. Um, really, he's so good in transition, mm-hmm. which is why he's amazing for this team. But that transition play has to lead to another player being able to finish or create a scoring chance. And if he's playing with hurdle, that's been working. Right. Um, he had some good chemistry with Balsers too, but um, yeah, I I think that. Uh, it's possible he might do better. Um, he might be better served back in Sweden. N- maybe he'd have a chip on his shoulder. I don't know. But like, right. Um, but also playing with really elite players in that league and just getting another season completely under his belt just to develop more so i'll just kind of play not necessarily devil's advocate because that's not necessarily useful but i know that you feel like you should go back yeah take the other point because that's all i feel like it's very possible the sharks won't stick to the nine games and they will try and develop them in the nhl and they're playing a little better this season and you know if what like we're just talking about with timo and LeBanc, like playing a little more on their game and everything. Like, why not have Eklund be around that and, like, learn from it and experience it and be a part of it? So I have a feeling, whether or not it's good for him, that they might keep him on. I would... I think that's how the Sharks have developed star players. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what they did with Hurdle. It's what they did with Couture. He didn't spend a whole lot of time with the Barracuda. Um, Thank God. (laughs) and then when you do that or with the worcester sharks at the time um it just it sounds like worcestershire sauce like worcestershire the worcester sharks need to be like do you put that in your burgers like (laughs) absolutely um but like why i don't want them to do that is like that's how you take away the hype on a player yeah and that's stupid because if you're a team um, like it's, it's stupid for a team to not want that because like, yeah, you want superstar players to sell tickets and whatever, but if they're superstar players and they have all this hype around them, mm-hmm. you have to pay them more and that fucks up your whole team chemistry, you know? Right. So like maybe you can get them at a little under market and that helps Sure, <laughs> because the sharks are, don't have like a first overall pick type guy. Eklund is the... I mean, Eklund's picked at seven, Couture was at nine, Myers mm-hmm. at nine. These are still top ten picks, mm-hmm. but they're not like, oh, this player's the fucking messiah. 
type of picks and right. talent. So it's kind of an interesting spot. For well, them. and like you said, they like picking at that range because that's where they get their star players, typically. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, could have had Stutzla. But, oh. Well, <laughs> this kind of segues nicely into the bit of Sharks news I know, which is... You learned Sharks news? I know a thing. I got a notification about the fact that the next time San Jose Sharks go to the roulette table, <laughs> they won't be picking number seven. Oh. They're not taking a gambrel oh. on their chances. So uh, I yeah I saw that they traded they traded traded Gambrell for a seventh round pick yeah um, I guess they've like traded that seventh pick mm-hmm. back and forth like a bunch it's yeah. a really funny pick that particular one that has one just been bounced around a lot but um, but you know like we're talking about like Eklund at seven or others yeah. nine or whatever it's like they're like oh seventh round pick hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I'm kind of, I mean, like, I liked Gambrell. He was playing well. I, like, he wasn't, like, star player, but he was, like, I don't he know. He was competent. Yeah, I enjoyed having him on the team. Yeah. I I wish he could have developed a bit more, but mm-hmm. maybe he will in Ottawa. I'm, I don't know. Um, I felt like he was a, a player who had some solid promise to his game. He wasn't. He wasn't a total fucking liability. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't scoring. Um, and it seems like the Sharks haven't... I mean, they've given up on trying to figure out on pros... Trying to figure out prospects for the second... Or for the second six, the third and fourth line. Mm-hmm. That's why they have Cogliano and Benino. Right. And they've been good. Like, Cogliano is fast. He, yeah. He's probably... quick. Yeah. I did not remember that about that motherfucker. And like, maybe, you can skate. maybe the sharks are just slow. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it it might be that um, the players they had in the system just weren't great skaters. Mm-hmm. And fucking Cogliano, every time I really notice him. Yeah, um, he is he is a speedy little bastard, and uh, solid for checking player. It's it's a bummer to see Gambrell go. Because we were kind of fans of him. Yeah. But I I remember noticing him last season. While they were playing like shit, I was noticing Gambrell. And so that, to me, is like in his favor. You know, he wasn't scoring like he said, but nobody was fucking scoring. So, like, yeah. yeah. If it means that Jasper Weatherby is just miles above him mm-hmm. i'm all for it and oh, yeah. i was the one who said that if jasper weatherby's on the team we're all fucked it's all <laughs> over like i was i was a disbeliever you asshole. idiot yeah yeah so fucking wrong what the fuck do i know Nothing. local hero jasper weatherby the like yeah now you're on board oh way to hype train at hogthrob yeah he's played fucking awesome he's been so good He's like been net front presence, mm-hmm. and he's been scoring. Like mm-hmm. he's he's been able to finish, and I I think he's it's just so cool that he's from our hometown. Yeah, you know, like I'm all I'm all hundred percent aboard with Weatherby, but uh, until I until I got my shit together, mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh no, Weatherby's nobody. How wrong I was. So wrong. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you wanna. 
name drop without mm. actually dropping any names. Like, you're playing on, like, a local league, and some of yeah. the people you play with actually played with him, like, in high school. And, yeah. like, yeah. you know, got to see his growth. And that's super cool that, like... It's amazing. Yeah, ha- you have those connections yeah. to... Like, it's it's that six degrees of separation, right? Like, oh, 100%. But you like, know people who know Jasper Weathersby who is on the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, but they, like, he... Yeah, like, they they are, you know, I'm part of this little tight-knit hockey community here that mm-hmm. knows this dude. Yeah. Like, he has been involved with this, um, with this hockey community here. And it's really, it's just really cool um, that he's playing for the Sharks and... There's a lot of Sharks fans here, and yeah. it's, it's it's fucking dope. And he's been playing really well. He's looked really good. Um, he's Ye he of was, little faith. He's on the power play. Like, he's fucking crushing it. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of bright spots with the Sharks' young players this time around, mm-hmm. where it's not just, excuse me, it's not just, like, hype, and then, like, oh, it's Daniel Yurtaikin. Oh, it's Sasha Chemilevsky. Remember that guy? Yeah. It's... Chekovich, like bunch of question marks that maybe have some potential. I still think Chemilevsky has some skill. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why he hasn't really cracked the lineup. I maybe it's a conditioning thing. I don't fucking know. But like this time around, it looks real, which is going to give us right. hope because they're going to play a bunch of mediocre teams, and uh-huh. then shit gets real in the spring. Right, and that'll be kind of fun. Or sad. Or both. I'm going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. I mean, Aiden Hill had a bad game um, against Boston. Mm-hmm. And... They pulled him and put uh, Reimer in. Yeah. And the cool thing is, Reimer is a decent goalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's put up some good stats, and they, you know, they lost against Nashville. But that was a close game, and the Sharks' offense wasn't getting it done, basically. they mm-hmm. They couldn't... They couldn't have sustained any zone pressure. There was no zone time. And so it was a lot of off-the-rush hope. And then the Preds get the rebound, and that right. was it. So it was kind of... It was kind of... It, it was a really fun pace. Like, it was very back and forth. It was a fun game to watch. But the Sharks just were losing. Uh, but it was a close game. And, you know, the thing... And I think part of my, like, the three and two thing, too, is, like, they're not going to win them all. Like, that's yeah. just not possible. But I was saying I need them to win nine out of ten before I believe. Right, so yeah, you were playing the hard yeah. hard game. Yeah. But how they've lost looked so good and competitive. They kept mm-hmm. trying that I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't care. This looks, this looks good. This looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't know that it makes sense to be good, but uh, okay. They're getting no coverage. It's hard coverage. not to be on board. They're getting no coverage and no respect from the rest of the league, mm. which is what Fine. else is new. But it's a little bullshit. Everyone is just sitting there bitching about Toronto and Montreal not making it. That's like all the hockey coverage. And it's like the Sharks are surprisingly really fucking good, you guys. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, I thought one of the California teams. Like they're all in such different stages. Mm-hmm. Like the Sharks didn't think they'd be bad. Right. The Kings are well past, oh, we didn't think we'd suck. Like, they're like, all right, we're sucking. And same with Anaheim. How are the Kings doing this year based on your predictions? Eh, not awesome. They are, uh, let me just look at the division here. But they are at the bottom. Oh, great. Yeah. (laughs) One, four, and one. 
<laughs> so don't listen to Hogthrob. They've played six games. So, I mean, it's all still so fucking early. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, the Kings are terrible so far. Um, Vegas was at the bottom uh, a couple days ago, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, all all of the Vegas fan base is like, DeBoer should be fired. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> it's just it's great to watch them implode. Um, Sharks are in third place. Um, How's Kraken doing? Uh, seven and two. They are in sixth place out of eight. They are okay. not doing great. Uh, Better than the Kings, apparently. I watched their home opener, and they lost. But mm-hmm. it was it was a decent enough. I remember game. it was I like just... fast to start. Yeah, it yeah. was. But uh, they, I just am not terribly excited about that team. All, just side note, all I can see is half of Rowan's face. He's perfectly, like, behind the treadmill, and then the light is right here, and it's just his one yellow eyeball staring at me mm. and, like, glaring and just like, hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what? Um, yeah. yeah. So, any other news you want to... That's the only bit that I really got actually so i'm a little behind things have been busy what do you have well um today is the day that the um law firm of jenner and block released their 130 page report on the chicago blackhawks sexual abuse scandal oh great basically the only part that affects the sharks and the um the guy who um was named as john doe is kyle beach i think um he did a interview on tsn mm. and it was just really rough lots of uh uh big hard man tears and uh you know brutal thing but it was i've, I've read the executive summary i haven't read the full report but the interesting thing for the Sharks is that Mike Aldrich is the equipment manager for San Jose. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, the meeting that is the like one of the damning events of the whole thing, um, the meeting that happened with Blackhawks management happened in San Jose mm-hmm. and during a playoff game in 2010. Um, and... Uh, the part for the Sharks that's a little weird is Mike Aldrich recommended his son to the Blackhawks job, you know, sort of like mm. helped him get that job. Like there's kind of a GM connection. And mm-hmm. um, so they reached out to, you know, kind of get in that position. And so some, uh, I don't know, uh, rather inflammatory people online are like oh my fucking god the sharks perpetrated this abuse you know like they're really really mad about that Mm -hmm. and i think i think that's just misguided because like the 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 crimes of this dude's son are not his father's fault who's trying to employ him and he had no knowledge that his son was like this uh predator yeah yeah 
at the But not time. on the predators. Um, yeah, these are the sharks. <laughs> different kind of predator. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you make of that? Honestly, I haven't followed any of this. Yeah. Um. So I don't have any. So the Chicago Blackhawks are a hockey team. Great. And they, their um, like longtime legendary GM resigned. They've been fined two million dollars by the NHL. Like mm-hmm. this is big. This is huge, huge. And news. so this Mike Aldrich guy is he the one doing the abuse? No, it's okay. his son Brad Aldrich. Okay. Great. And his and so basically the timeline is during that playoff run in twenty ten, Brad Aldrich um uh rapes this prospect guy, um, Kyle Beach. And uh he had made advances on the report goes into this, he had made advances on other Blackhawks staff. Mm-hmm. Kyle Beach goes to people on the Blackhawks they report it like up the chain and then the Blackhawks don't do an investigation Mm -hmm. until the end of the playoffs and then Brad Aldrich like is his name's on the Stanley Cup as part of the coaching staff it's like paraded around and then he um he leaves the team there's like some vague like memo sent to hr but like not like a real investigation or like they didn't go to the police either yeah and it's it's kind of an unfortunate thing with a lot of sexual abuse that that kind of is just what happens um this particular one is bad because it's like playoffs and yeah you know so super super gnarly right the thing that makes this really damning is brad aldrich leaves the Blackhawks organization. They, like, ask him to quit or mm-hmm. whatever. And he goes to a school, high school in Michigan, where he is convicted mm. of assaulting a 17-year-old boy okay. in a hockey program. And the big question was, did the Blackhawks, like, recommend him, like, write him a letter right. of recommendation? They, like, just get him the fuck out and here's here's what he did. And they did basically got it so oh shit yeah okay so, so. he's convicted later <laughs> yeah and but this... they kind of knew that there was potential there were allegations against him yeah. at that point they hadn't proved anything but they knew about the allegations yeah and, and then they, they still recommended him to a youth like hockey mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. with that knowledge that does not look good no that's why there's big changes in, in that terms of the sharks Mike Aldrich's um, connection to all this. And he's been their equipment manager forever. You know, he, here's the thing too. Of course, we don't know if uh-huh. he has any knowledge of his son's behavior. Um, Obviously, there's he knows always he now, but... now he does. But I just mean like when he recommended him to right. the Blackhawks, right? But you know, in the case of any. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out there. As somebody who listens to, like, murder podcasts. Yeah, okay, and, like, this is a good, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. things like that. Because this is, like, frontal lobe crime stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's the thing about, like, whenever somebody commits a crime, all of their friends and neighbors are just like, oh, they're such a nice person. I had no idea they were capable of this. Yeah. Like, and especially, like, a parent to a child. I mean, there's shit I've kept from my mom. Like, yeah. she doesn't know everything about my life. It's um, very possible to conceal something like, A, your homosexuality in hockey, regardless of your predatory, like, mm-hmm. whatever stuff. And B, 
clearly an attraction to younger boys. So there's and like see that it's like super aggressive and not okay. So like, there's definitely like of course there's a possibility that he knew. However, I do not think we can make that assumption just based on the fact that people are good at hiding shit and when it comes to family, like you don't always know all that kind of thing. Yeah, and and there's nothing wrong with trying to get his son a job. No, and and I don't at this point Based on the knowledge that we have, I don't think it's fair to assume that he got him that job with the knowledge of his behavior if if nothing happened it prior is, to this. Right. It is possible. It is possible that he and the Sharks knew about Brad Aldrich. Of, yeah, of course but, it's possible. But we but don't have any evidence of that. And There's no... Yeah, as far as I know, there's no claims or anything all, all i'm getting at is it. that like just because he's his dad uh-huh. does not mean he knew 100 percent what his son was doing to devil's advocate and be like stupid here for a minute though like in all your as as an expert by listening mm-hmm. to murder podcasts sure yeah. you are now a psychologist i'm a pro yes yeah. um is it like girl with the dragon tattoo level stuff where like it's like a family thing. Like, uh, do, do murder, do like serial mm, killers like learn shit from their family? No, not always. I mean, there's kind of that like profile thing of like if they're abused, then they're, or like there's, mm, there's kind of a. That's um, a stereotype I'm thinking of. Yeah, there's like a, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a trifecta. And it's like, Ooh. and it's, uh, if a child like does abuse against animals, what's the bed? And like one other thing, if they have all three of those things and the chances of them being a serial killer are like high. high. Um, okay. Is it is it gay? Is the third one gay? It's not. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because so then all we all we would have had to do is just find the Aldrich's bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, it's not like oh your parent was a killer, so you are too. It's more just like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. you had like a shitty upbringing and you were abused, and then you take out your cruelty on animals, and then and it turns the into like a later trauma thing. Type of person. Who but can't even cope then, that's like a stereotype. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not really like. But you it, watched Mine Hunter. Yeah. So <laughs> it's useful, but it's not like a be all end all. And more likely, it's kind of like one off random shit in families mm. um okay and you know we, we're not into murder podcast stuff but this isn't even murder like no this is, this is but sex i just crime, mean like you know like there was different. one there was one case i listened to where like this young girl went missing the mom like basically found the body under the bed and like turned her son in like that's a star mom that's like oh like, my child did this, and I'm going to the police. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Like, because, you yeah. know, most times, if you're, if a parent knows about something like that, it's like, whoa, okay. So, I anyway. Mean, I don't know. This is sexual abuse. It's not murder, but it's not good. No. And... And, and the big thing that's, that's, as stake so, here is it was the playoffs, and Kyle Beach was like a, um... Uh, black ace like he was you know a young prospect that like they could throw in to help mm-hmm. and so his big claim his problem was that um part of why he kept silent about it aside from all the shame and guilt and all that sure shit, yeah was uh that aldrich as a video coach was threatening to like ruin his career 
And so, yeah. like, you know, it was he was in this bind, basically. Yeah, and that all fucking sucks. I, I think, you know, if it comes to fruition that his dad did know about his behavior and recommended him anyway or whatever, then we can really... Ball. Like the fault is it is, worth investigating that point? I don't know. The, I'm just saying if if other shit comes to light. So it is. But I guess. I guess, all I'm getting at is like it's not worth putting blame on his dad because I, of not. he's not That's the one insane. perpetrating the crime here. Yeah. And um, but the Blackhawks, like you said, recommending him to this youth hockey group or whatever like that's a problem right and And so by that token i can understand the argument of oh the sharks recommending him to the blackhawks right is an issue uh, but the reason it's an issue for the blackhawks is because they had allegations they didn't do a full investigation but they had complaint they were they were told about it they were told about it yeah um we don't know what knowledge his dad had so we can't make that assumption yeah um, or, yeah, or what Doug but, Wilson had. Doug Wilson was in his third year as GM. Right. It's very possible. But, and if that's the case, then... The Sharks have refused to comment completely. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's very flimsy. However, I think it's... I mean, obviously... You and I tend to be evidence-based. Yeah. And without that, it's hard to come to a conclusion. Here, you know, my take is, if they did know about anything, if there were allegations similar to what was going on with the Blackhawks, if there were former incidents that they were aware of, then by all means, the Sharks are guilty of that. And then it's a question of, like, to me, like, let's say... Uh, I mean, the dude was pretty young when he was with the Blackhawks. He was like 27. Brad Aldrich, uh-huh. um, I think. Um, Thanks so... for the clarification, because the dude is like the Big Lebowski. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude of <laughs> <laughs> Um I can't think of a relevant uh, Big Lebowski quote right now. But Fine. anyway. Um... We've gone way off topic with the murder podcast. Like, we're yeah, already... yeah, yeah. But I, I, I wanted to... T- <laughs> Talk to you about this. I mean, it's it's the biggest news in hockey. This is like national media yeah. news. This is a big fucking deal because they released the report. I didn't mm-hmm. think they were going to release this to the public. And I actually didn't think they should. Like, it's fun and cool and satisfying. But it's usually, if you're trying to get people to talk mm-hmm. about rape, releasing that to the public... Mm-hmm is not a great way to get the full answers out of people. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're talking about really touchy stuff, mm-hmm. usually in a and it's already a public sphere like this is national sports. Mm-hmm. Um usually trying to get more people to come forward, you want to keep that internal. Like right. an internal investigation, turn over the police whatever. But regardless, they did release it to the public, which is great. Um but I don't know. Anyway, uh, what if Brad Aldrich had a allegation against him? Let's just say it's just an allegation. Mm-hmm. And it's from when he was like 15. Mm-hmm. And he's now in his, you know, he's, he's 25. Mm-hmm. It's 10 years later. Um, and they still do the recommendation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when I mean, you, it, when you it, see it at the end in hindsight, Oh, it's a pattern. I, I He's just a predator. I just don't know that it's 
that's such a hyperbolic scenario in which like it's like an allegation it's like for what and what are the circumstances for the same thing uh yeah. let's say getting all horny with a with a young boy but he was also a young boy right but that's the thing is that it doesn't really apply it's not quite the same deal what I, don't, I don't think that this like, is too rape is the same is written up as getting all horny with a young boy yes. just for the right ra- i'm, <laughs> I'm just saying horny. that your uh this scenario doesn't work i i, it I seems, think it's possible yeah it's just too what if okay fine which is kind of the kind of shit you hate so yeah um i don't think it's worth exploring okay fair um yeah, I, I think that's a solid point. I think our, our the Muppets dropping mitts official stance is that without any other evidence, Mike Aldrich is not guilty of anything, really. He's just recommending his kid for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless there's evidence to the contrary, why would he have knowledge of this? That's kind right. of our, our take here. But yeah. I just wanted to like flesh it out. In case there are people who are like, wait, what the fuck? I know that last name. Mm-hmm. Um, what did he know? When did he know it? I think there's some justification to that question. Sure. And the sharks have just stonewalled it. They haven't because released a comment the, ever. The problem with parents is that they'll defend their kids in any circumstance, sure. usually. So it's possible he did know and he was just like, well, it's not who he is or whatever. Yeah. Um, but... We don't have any reason to think that. We don't have any reason to think that there was another allegation beforehand or yeah. anything going on. So to the best of our knowledge, this could have been a total secret from his father. If if anyone is interested, it's uh, it's worth reading the executive summary. It's like four pages. And it, it details the events in what I find to be a really interesting way. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't enjoy crime and murder stuff. Um, and, like, murder mysteries that much. Like, they're yeah, okay. True crime. Yeah. Not my thing. Never really has been. I find them very base. But somehow, like, criminal acts or, like, anything to do with, like, memory or an event that happened mm. a long time ago, I just find really fascinating. And that's what I really liked about the Serial podcast. I was going to say, that first, episode, that first season of Serial. Oh, it was so good. Because it's all, like... 15 years ago. It's It, it reminds me of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And and the thing with philosophy is you have to be able to, first of all, like not emotionally react to shit and just suspend all of the information and suspend your opinions of what happened. So in this case, what's really fascinating about it, why everyone should read this summary, is they investigate it, they interview Aldrich, they interview John Doe, as they identify in there, um, and... The inciting incident of where where Aldrich, um, according to John Doe, rapes him is has three variations mm. of the same event and three different accounts. And so that sort of like what you see in like shitty crime shows where they like reenact it mm-hmm. and then it's like black and white and then it's different each time. Mm-hmm. Like that's just fun and interesting holding three different realities. And and the thing that I hate about crime shows, or not hate, but that's silly about them, is you have this magical solution to mm-hmm. everything. And in reality, in the real world, you don't get the fucking magical solution. Mm-hmm. You get the best approximation of what you can hope to be a substantiated truth. Mm-hmm. But with memory, it's so fucking fickle. We're all replicants. Yeah. Nothing's real. Yeah. So, like, the problem is, on that event, 
Aldrich's account, which you can write off as him being defensive, but his account is it was a consensual affair uh, with John Doe, but they had invited a woman back up to their apartment. Mm. And they had played a, like, sexy game with this woman and performed oral sex on the woman. And then she left, and then he had consensual relations with John Doe. John Doe claims that that same night that they're talking about is a totally separate evening and that he was assaulted previously. Mm. And the woman's account was <laughs> totally different, that she came up and then left early. And they did, like, fool around and leave. But, like... It sort of corroborates one version, but not the other. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to have like three different versions of this event exist. Right. And then as the investigator person, which I am not, and none of the members of the public are, be like, wow, what what actually happened? What version of events right. is the most likely to be true? And I think that's really fascinating. So um, it's worth a read. It's really cool. That's the part of like... It's really cool. Said nobody ever Shit. about uh, sexual assault. No, <laughs> the, the, no, no, no. That the, <laughs> the gender and block that it's that it's that I, it's yeah. released to the public that you can read it. You yeah, can just download you, yeah. this fucking thing, um, and this this big question mark over the Blackhawks. We get the closest thing to a real answer as we're ever going to get right released to the public. That's, yeah. that's what I mean is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not like it's a great read. It's great yeah. fiction. Like, yeah. no, this shit happened. Yeah. It's real. It's brutal. Um, and you know, I, Woof. I listened to the interview today with, uh, uh, with Kyle Beach and it's, it's heart wrenching. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still can suspend these different pieces of information, and I find that a, a useful exercise for people to be able to do before you just jump on the train of, like, Mike Aldrich knew, put everyone in prison. Like, come the fuck on. Like, mm-hmm. do some reading. Um, so, totally shifting gears into yeah, fun that news. Was, uh, yeah. Like, I thought this was the fun podcast. Where we did silly shit. We alley-ooped it into murder podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got there. We got there. I wanted to do a whole episode on this, but, you know, here we are. It's a bit bit intense. It's dark. Yeah. It's heavy. But, I mean, we don't shy away from that shit. We talked about Kane's paid abortions for a while. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, I if, mean, if heavy shit's in the news, I find it really annoying when podcasts go like, I just want to talk about hockey. Ugh. Like, talk about real shit. If that's what's happening, mm-hmm. talk about it. I, I, I don't see why you can't. It doesn't, everything doesn't need to be like, oh, we got to talk about Trump today or whatever. But like, if that's what's clearly happening in the sport, mm-hmm. like vaccination cards or right. Kane's marital problems, um, shying away from them is really petty to me i I think it's really dumb Mm -hmm. take a fucking stand talk about it um that's my two cents yeah i think i'm somewhere in the middle because like i'm fine talking about certain shit but it's like sometimes yeah it's like uh duquesne's marital problems actually matter or just the fact that he's just banned for you know 21 games is that sufficient enough to be like (laughs) (laughs) we don't have to talk about him for 21 episodes fuck that guy um, for now, and then, yeah. uh, we'll come back to our regularly scheduled program, but, no, I, I think, uh, news is news, and talking it out's good, um, 
And it's adjacently shark related, so it's relevant. It's funny. It's it's weird that that meeting happened um, in San Jose. Like mm-hmm. all of this. Well, and the connection to the equipment manager. Like all of that. There's something there. It's not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a weird, weirdly adjacent thing to the sharks. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I don't think. I don't think that podcasts and sharks media should shy away from it the way the sharks have. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because I don't know. Sharks... It's just so tricky with like media stuff because, like you're saying, people do take things and then they make brass assumptions. So, by the yeah. sharks not saying anything, in a lot of ways, that's safer. Instead than of saying no comment, they could just say, you know, this is terrible. It, I'm boiling it down here, but like, this sometimes is that gets torn or... apart. Anything you say will get torn apart bit by bit, and sometimes it's safer to just say nothing. Yeah, it's a shitty, it's a shitty thing to do no, sometimes. I get, it. I get it, but it is like in terms of PR stuff, like it's very safe. But to because just... it already went public, uh huh. It, I would think it would be better for them to state, um, we had no knowledge of. The what if they did? Fucking, that's Pierre, though. It, you know, we didn't know that at the time then we made these statements. Then it's better to say nothing, right? Like, I don't know. It's tricky. So that means they do know by saying bum, nothing. Bum, bum. <laughs> no, I just, I think that it's tricky from a PR standpoint. And, like, um, you're not always given the best advice. It's like, oh, just say no comment. And that might not be the best choice. But um, it is often a popular and safe choice. If I were dealing with that as... I, I, this is the part that's weird to me about PR and crisis management. If you're in a very public facing mm-hmm. big, uh, I don't know, like a fucking sports team, um, you are always trying to engage with people. Right. And so there's going to be a lot of engagement. If you just post a fucking photo of Logan Couture in a stealth Jersey, Mm-hmm. And you'll get lit up in the comments of, what about Mike Aldrich or whatever? Right. And because that's what's on the forefront of people's mind. Now, that has a cycle. It has a life cycle. But with this particular story, this hasn't died. This has been a building momentum, like old school, like pre-Trump, when you could have a scandal and it could come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what this has been. And, And I don't see that question going away right so that's why my approach would be make a fucking statement and if you did know mm-hmm. you're gonna deal with that shit later anyway yeah, and i you know so just make a statement we had no knowledge the shit's horrible this is not Peace. exactly the same but like i've worked in restaurants and customer service for a long time mm-hmm. and the default for like new wait staff and everything, if, if you like forget to put an order in or like shit goes wrong or the kitchen fucks something up or whatever, is to not say anything and just like hope it comes out fast enough or whatever. And what I've found is it's always better to just go to table and say, be like, oh my, I'm so sorry, I lost your order. I've just put it back in. The kitchen's working on it, but it's going to be late. Just be 100% honest with the customers, and they are usually understanding. But if you just say nothing, and they're like, where the fuck is my food? 
why is this taking so long? Like, then it, it's yeah. way, way, way worse, even though you feel better because you're just, like, not saying anything. No, this is, like, this is, like, saving face versus being transparent. Right, but you don't end up saving face because then the customer's yes. unhappy and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So, like, that that's, like... Once again, some weird adjacent equivalent of what I'm trying to get at here, which is just like, it's often better to just be transparent and honest with um, what you know. That's what everyone preaches in PR. And that's what, you know, we talked about um, a lot when I was... Uh... But that's not always what happens. And I think most people tend to go no comment. Well, but like real crisis management that like PR firms pitch you on mm -hmm. is like yeah we will we will sell you on i can't remember the there was like some bullshit term from fleischman a while ago and it was like transparency truth and titties i don't remember what the mm -hmm. three t's were um makes sense that would be a great fucking pr strategy are the titties <laughs> transparent <laughs> <laughs> they're all fake <laughs> this is pr baby yeah um, so <laughs> anyway um, so like you preach transparency, you say you're being transparent. You can't be fully transparent because sometimes your clients have like confidential information mm -hmm. and you don't put it out there. Sure. Um, so it's about putting as much out there that relates to your public stance mm -hmm. that will benefit you that also is true it's just maybe not the full truth because sometimes you can't put out the full truth mm -hmm. um especially if you're you know uh some massive pr firm and you're literally representing governments like right it's it's not it, it it's not always possible but you try and preach that and adhere to that as much as you can and so that's kind of this weird balancing act that i think most most PR and communications falls into, mm -hmm. um, for crisis management. And, and I think, um, yeah, I, I think there, I agree with you. It is better to be transparent, but what the San Jose Sharks organization is doing right now is just total silence, mm -hmm. stonewalling, nothing, no comment is their thing. And I, I do understand it's like pleading the fifth, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, you get to do that, but in my mind, the way this story has gone, you got to put everything in context here. The way this has gone mm -hmm. and the Block and Jenner is released to the public and like Stan Bowman, like fucking hockey legend in Chicago, like crazy long tenure. Gone. Um, Two million dollar fine. I don't know if that's like a, a big or small fine, but it's not nothing. Right. Um, it's, you know, maybe not. I still think I, I read some comments of people saying like they should have to forfeit draft picks and shit. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, you know, if the coyotes had to do that shit because of like tampering with their prospects or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking more forfeiting of draft picks. Like, I don't know why the NHL isn't doing that more. Right. Um, Cause that's a big deal. Like first rounders, second rounders, fuck them over for mm -hmm. years. Like screw them. Yeah. Um, Consequences for your actions. Yeah, consequences for your on-ice product for a while. Like, yeah. you're going to have to... You're you're going to maybe be a bad team this year. You don't get a lottery pick. That's a mm -hmm. big deal. Um, I, I think, at least. Anyway, uh, this has come to fruition in a very big way. And it's attached to San Jose. 
in yeah. this tangential manner. And it's going to be on the ho- like on the mind of most hockey fans for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I think just stonewalling isn't a good strategy there. Right. That's my point. Sorry if I'm repetitive and long-winded, but I, I feel like they're not being transparent, like right. what you're saying. No, I'm saying it's better to be transparent, but I understand the no-comment stance because that's not uncommon. And it's often if you were if you're if it's you, often seen as the safe route, even though it might not ultimately benefit them in the long run. So when because you go to something... a table and they're like, "Where the fuck is my steak?" You're like, "No comment." <laughs> no you're comment. Just, <laughs> <you're> like, <"What?" laughs> um, but like you know, where it comes to bite you in the ass is if something comes to fruition later, and then you have to be like, "Well, we're sorry, we didn't admit that we knew about blah 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 blah." You know, like that's when it's like ugly. Yeah, because you've, you've broken trust, right? Yeah. But, um... We'll see how it all plays out. At this point, that means heads will... Like, people will get fired. Yeah. And so, if people get fired, there's the blame. Like, yeah. I And I, I don't see that as a, a major issue. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The Sharks are already kind of embattled right now mm-hmm. with all this cane shit. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to build happy fun time vibes <laughs> yeah. at the Shark Tank. And so I I think that may be what they're more concerned about preserving. And I think that stance in the same vein of like, oh, we can't report anything to the cops because we don't need bad press in the playoffs is this dumb, I'm worried that there's a dumb hockey mentality mm-hmm. of like we gotta play right now because it's super important. Like mm-hmm. we can't report rape. We're playing for the Stanley Cup. That's mm-hmm. more important. No, it's not. Right. No, it's fucking not. It's ever. not. Yeah. Um, it's never the the stupid championship is never as important as as a, a players well billing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fucked up and they're wrong for thinking that and the sharks are going oh we're off to a good start we got to sell tickets we got to get this fan base back engaged because we're fourth fiddle in the bay area market right we can't comment on this rape case right that's my concern yeah i hear you i hear you hogthrob and i i agree with you and if if i don't want this team to be a contributor to that type of stupid mindset but Anyway, well, you know, I, hockey gets a criticized as being kind of an old boys club and trying to avoid some of that stuff anyway. So, um, and it's, we'll just, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, hopefully that's not the case. But I think you're very, it's very plausible. Yeah. It's my worry criticism. Anyway, I said we were going to do something fun. Let's move on to something fun. Fun! Strange Pork. Me! What are you good at? Numbers. Who is number... Wait, I'll just say the name. I don't want to give you the name. Okay. Wait, how do do we do this? Either way. (laughs) Either way, number or name. Okay. Uh... Who I've is... only prepared two. I hope you picked the right one. I know, yeah. <laughs> Who is number 11? Cagliano. How do you remember that? Okay, so in my brain, I was like, Cagli Uno Uno. <laughs> Cagliano, Cagli Uno. Cagli Uno Uno. He's double Uno, Uno Uno, 11. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Dolan. Right. 
Did you get one for this? I, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a real roundabout thing. Yes. <laughs> um, oh God, I had to go into history lessons for this shit. Mm. Um, Darling. What year did Jimmy Carter win the presidency? <laughs> oh, that was seventy six, darling. Oh God. 76 Dallin. Like Darlin, but oh. Dallin. Like some old person that was there You're for that so shit. so old. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, back in 76 that happened, Dallin. Oh, that kind of works. Because Jimmy yeah. Carter's a peanut farmer from Georgia. Perfect. Oh, you didn't even know that? Nope. You just threw the Dallin. Oh my God. <laughs> ah. I got really stuck. <laughs> really stuck on Dolan and Darlin and then I was like how do I make 76 He's like a sense? little southern democrat perfect it's perfect oh my god <laughs> oh, you didn't know I can't <laughs> deal with that I'm just really smart without knowing it <sighs> um you just you just fluke your way uh-huh oh, I do such bullshit yeah I bullshit my way through life and I'm very successful at it what number is Radim Shimmick Oh shit, she make me past my prime. 51? Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I remembered that one. I remembered the dumb rhyme and I was like, god damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why it works. Oh, man. That's why it works. <laughs> Is there any other shark news? No, that's pretty much it. They're they're gonna play the the um fucking whatever the hell they're called the Canadians again. Okay. Um, the Canadians still suck. Um, I think I think the Sharks have a chance to win. I mean, I think the Canadians have been playing really poorly, and uh, they don't they don't have Carey Price. They're mm-hmm weirdly not as good as they should be and uh i think even if the sharks fall behind they've been playing so well and so feistily right i think they've got a chance to win it so they're just playing games no major news right now um they're just kind of rolling along um and we'll be rolling along pumping out wins pumping out wednesdays wow pumping out wednesdays i got really excited for the pumping out part well, yeah where were you going uh, with that we're just going to be a Pumping out words and not even know what we're saying. I'm <laughs> pumping out words <laughs> on Words Day. <laughs> uh, words Day. Follow us on Twitter at <laughs> mdroppin' mitts. And on Instagram at Muppets Dropping Mitts. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
control it. Oh, God. <laughs> hmm. Hmm.